tons of studies show that couples who actually talk about sex have better sex. The end. Um, wow, and- I love that. Yeah. Yes, so so many studies that ha, you know that support that research, and um, and I think for for a lot of women, it's hard to start the conversation. It's hard to engage in the conversation. I think so many women stay quiet in the bedroom because they want to support and reinforce their partner. They don't want to hurt their feelings. They're they're afraid that maybe they'll say or do something that would offend their partner or cause their partner, um, you know, to 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 feel like maybe they're not doing their best or they're not doing a good job um that's why so many women fake orgasm i mean that's a whole other topic for another day um but you know it's it's happening a lot and so good healthy communication really really is is a great place to start if you're wanting to improve the connection oh my gosh yes Hi, I'm Victoria Dumay, author, life coach, and your host of the Fueled by Gratitude podcast. If you are new to the podcast, welcome. Fueled by Gratitude has the amazing pleasure of interviewing and having raw, authentic conversations with amazing guest speakers who are entrepreneurs, coaches, business professionals, and everyday amazing human beings. Each individual is here to share their testimonies and principles to living a life in which you are not just surviving, but a life in which you are thriving in. And that is in all the key areas of life. And today, I have the pleasure of bringing on Bridget Klontz to have another amazing conversation, and it's about sex. (laughs) So this is the first on this podcast, a conversation on sex. We just have this really Really fun, you know, talk on this subject matter that I believe it's not done enough. We we are not talking about sex enough in a healthy way. And she is on here to educate us and teach us. And we just open up and talk about this area, um, in particular in the area for most women and sex, right? So she's a wife, a mother, Christian, and a women's sex sexual wellness educator and intimacy coach. Her goal is to increase sex positivity among women through candid conversation. You're going to love today's episode. I would love to hear your feedback. So enjoy and be blessed. All right, everybody. I'm super, super excited about today's interview and my guest on today's podcast. This is a topic I have been wanting to have on the podcast for a very long time. And let me be real, like this is an arena that I have just really kind of dove into in the last five years after my divorce that has completely changed my life. And that is the topic of sex. So we are going to talk about sex. And I have my guest today, Bridget Klontz. She's a wife, mother, Christian, and women's sexual wellness educator. And I think she also says she's an intimacy coach, which I love. I love that title so much. Bridget, I am super excited to have you here. And I, I'm, I'm going to try to stay quiet because you have so much knowledge. Um, and I just need you to come on here and just share away. And I'm probably like, I'm probably not naive to think that this is probably going to be the most listened to podcast episode. Oh my gosh, I love it. I think it's definitely going to be, I was just at a marriage conference and they had this like sex session and 
the talkers, the talk, uh, the uh, speakers were saying like, this is the most attended session of the weekend. Yep. And so it's probably safe to say that this will probably be the most attended session of the podcast. Yes, I love um, it. So Bridget, thank you so much for being on here. I, oh. as you can tell, I'm overly excited. I don't even know what to do to like laugh or cry or stay quiet, <laughs> but all the feels and emotions are happening. And just before you take on here, the, the take take over. Yeah. I wanted to just kind of give a little introduction of how I found you and why I was drawn to you, and yeah. why I really felt called to have you on the podcast. So Bridget makes these incredible TikToks and reels, and I found you on TikTok because that's yeah. the place to be. If you ain't on there, you got to get on there, right? <laughs> um, it's not just dancing stuff; it's really educational. And Bridget does these incredible, informative, fun reels and TikToks to educate about sex. And not just sex, but like how to truly enjoy and understand yourself and, and your body. And yeah. it's, it's going to change the game for people. And so when I saw her doing these reels, I was like, yes, it resonated with me because she's doing it from a really, really healthy um, avenue, I guess, if that's the word. Like you're doing it in a very healthy way. And yeah. I have seen videos from others and other coaches and erotic coaches, and they're just not fully in alignment with what I believe as a Christian myself. And so I love that you are bringing this to um to the world in your platform and what you're doing in such an incredible way and it's definitely an area of life that is impacting so many women and, and not just women right men too and yeah. marriages and relationships there is a healthy uh way i think sex was designed to be incredible and if you're not enjoying sex then this is the episode for you right Bridget? like this yeah. is the episode yeah. Yes, if you're, absolutely. If, if you're a woman and you're like, my man wants it all the time. I never want it. I never in the mood. Sure. Like <laughs> this is for you. And so this is an area where I feel that most people need the ministry and to be ministered to because your life can completely change once you understand sex. And I think sex also obviously goes layers deep with like shadow work and trauma work and all that. And yes. so this is why Bridget is on here. She's an incredible person. You got to follow her. <laughs> on TikTok, on Instagram, I, I think, are you on Facebook too? Like we'll find out I here. Am, I okay. am, I yes. am, On Facebook, all the links in the show notes, go check her out, follow her. If you're not following an amazing sex person, <laughs> then this is who to follow. So that's all I'm going to say, Bridget. I will let you talk about how you got into this business, what it is that you help women, you know, do and why, why sex is something that is supposed to be an incredible, enjoyable thing. Like just tell us, please. I'm, I'm, I'm here with my pen and paper ready to take notes. <laughs> okay. You are the sweetest. Uh, first off, honestly, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I feel so I'm flattered. I feel blessed. I feel so grateful. It's so fun meeting like-minded women who share my enthusiasm about a topic that, as you have mentioned, is so often swept under the rug. It's considered to be taboo. Um, I think that society makes it really difficult for women to feel confident in their sensuality and their sexuality. And so um, my message and my passion is simple. I want to help women find more avenues to pleasure, and I want to help them do it in a, in a safe and tasteful way. Um, and so I'm excited to be here. I'd love to tell you a little bit about my story. So um, as Victoria mentioned, I am a wife of 12 years. Um, I'm married to my best friend. Uh, we've got four kids together. Uh, life is crazy and chaotic around here. It's busy, but it's beautiful. Um, and I have um, 
been doing what I'm doing for a little over three years now, um, helping women um, and, and working kind of as a women's sexual wellness educator. And so my story is probably like a lot of other women's stories. Um, I grew up in a, in a very conservative um, religious household which I'm very, very grateful for. Um, absolutely love my parents. I had a you know healthy, happy home life. Um, and when it was time to get married um, and, and jump into the bedroom, right? There were lots of things that I didn't necessarily know or understand. Um, and that can make marriages hard. That can make any relationship hard. And so um, after I had my third baby, I think it was, um, I had a little bit of postpartum depression. And my sex drive at that point dropped to zero. Um, and so that was very new for me. It was um, a difficult time. There were lots of feelings and emotions and anxieties. Um, I'm, I'm not sure if you've ever been through anything like that, Victoria, with your own kids. Um, yes. Yeah, absolutely. And um, it's really, really started to affect my relationship. And it was a difficult time. And, and I definitely acknowledged that it was affecting my marriage. Um, and I, I didn't know how to fix it. I didn't know where to go for help. And I think this is one thing that has become so apparent to me is that there are just not a lot of resources available for women when they are struggling with sex. And so, so many women, and I am learning this so much as I work with women and, and converse with women, so many women are, are suffering in silence. Um, mm -hmm. Things are not working well for them and they're not sure how to overcome those challenges. Um, and I think most women want to find solutions um, for, for problems in the bedroom and, or, you know, or sexually, um, but there are not a lot of resources. And so oddly enough, at this time, I was, um, I had a friend that lived in the neighborhood. I went to church with her, absolutely loved her. I admired her, adored her. She invited me to a pure romance party. It was a ladies night. I'm not sure if you've ever heard of pure romance at this time. I had never heard of it. Um, and so I was like, what is this pure romance ladies night? And she's like, well, um, you know, this is a women's sexual health and wellness organization. Um, and a partner is going to be coming and speaking to us. Um, and kind of sharing sexual health information and education with us. And I was just like, oh my gosh, if this is not an answer to a prayer, like this was like, you know, God speaking to me, like, here's your answer. I know you've been struggling. I see you here is um, a solution. So I went to this ladies night. Um, and if you had asked me how I felt about sex before I went into this kind of presentation, I would have told you that I felt pretty good. I felt um, like I understood things. Um, I had taken a ton of human sexuality classes in college. It was a topic that I had always um, felt comfortable learning about. And, and, and I thought I knew just about everything. Um, and so imagine my shock when I go into this, uh, this women's event and my jaw is almost on the floor through the entirety of this, uh, this evening because I realized there was so much more to sex than I initially understood. Um, and had learned. And this, this one evening pretty much changed the trajectory of my life. Um, not only did I walk out of that, you know, that pure romance ladies night feeling so empowered and inspired, um, but I, I then learned that that was something that I wanted to do. I wanted to be able to share that information and that knowledge and that education with other women. Um, because I knew I wasn't the only one who was struggling. Um, and so from that point forward, I became a partner with Pure Romance. 
Um, and, you know, pure romance is just one conduit for me um, to kind of help me get my foot in the door. But I love, love, love being able to help educate and spread information. Um, I really am a firm believer that knowledge is power. Um, and, and when you can learn the things that you need for your own body, for your own relationship, um, you really can kind of see pleasure um, uh, heighten and you can see uh, and feel and experience all of these fantastic things that I think many, many women are not even aware exist. So right. many, yeah, are not even aware of, of, you know, what their bodies are capable of and, and the, the amount of pleasure that we can receive. And so there are lots of sides to it. Um, but I think for me, my favorite thing is being able to kind of approach a more conservative Christian crowd um, and help them to understand that, you know, it's okay um, to be religious um, and to have a relationship with God. And it is also okay to be sensual and sexual. Um, these two things are not mutually exclusive. These two things can, can support each other. And, and just as you've mentioned, there are lots of layers to it. Um, I think- yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's definitely something that I'm, I'm finding. And so, um, that's a little bit about my story and kind of how I, I got to, to be where I'm at today. Yes. Oh my gosh. Thank you for sharing that background because now I have another question for you and I hope it's yes. okay that I asked this and that may, I don't know if you were planning on sharing any of this, but like, so you oh. go to this, uh, pure romance, right. It's called pure yes. romance. Yes. And there was somebody there that was like a, an educator or yes. like she does a presentation. Correct. Um, what was in that presentation that you were like, so wow about, cause you said that you felt pretty good about like what you knew about sex and, and you've taken sex classes before and, and all that, but like, yes. what was that one? What was that one thing? Like, is it a, like, are you going to share that with us? Like, what or like, yes. I'm sure it was more than just one thing, but I'm dying to know, like, how did, how, what, because like, they always say that we have these blind spots, right? Like you don't know what you don't know. And Absolutely. so I feel like, cause right. Like that's where I just went to when you said that it's like, well, what was it? What was that thing? Cause I'm sure somebody else out there right now probably doesn't even know that there's something that they don't know. Like you don't know what you don't know, but what, what was that? Uh, or okay. what well, was some of the stuff? Yeah. There were several things that kind of lit my world on fire that night. I would say probably first and foremost, the most amazing thing was actually seeing another woman like myself who, you know, um, was religious Christian, um, who was talking and, and promoting and inspiring, um, in the arena of women's sexual health. That was so liberating to me. I had never, you know, you go to church and you grow up in a, um, you know, in a conservative family and there are discussions and things, but really my only exposure to, to sex was really just, you know, some minimal conversations with my family, uh, my parents, uh, you know, the very minimal, uh, sex ed education that you get in like fifth, sixth, seventh grade, right. Health class. Yeah. Um, and then just any of the classes that I had taken kind of in college. Um, but for me to see another woman who I admired and I respected and I felt comfortable and safe around, um, talking so openly, um, and from a place of such confidence, it almost gave me permission to, to do the same and to actually feel like, you know what, um, this is okay to, to explore, to learn, to educate yourself. Um, so that in and of itself was very empowering meeting another like-minded woman. Um, she was essentially kind of, you know, like this beacon of truth and light. And I was like, wow, um, she is doing something that I think is absolutely incredible. Um, and it gave me permission to kind of want to do that myself. Right. A couple of the other things that I learned that were just like life-changing was that, you know, the difference between a man's body and a woman's body is so vast. You know, men, uh, 
from the time they can, uh, you know, touch and do anything, um, they are very closely associated with their own bodies, right? Um, a men's, a men's anatomy, it is external. They see it, they can touch, they can feel it. And as they grow, um, and, you know, progress through life, um, they are just more sexually minded and very aware and more understanding of their bodies and their anatomy. And for women, our bodies are so much more complex and that journey isn't really happening for very many of us um, as we age and progress through life. Um, you know, a lot of our anatomy is internal and we're not really taught about it. We don't even really understand it um, unless, you know, we go out and seek the education ourselves. And so in that party, she was able to um, educate me and teach me some things about my body that I wasn't aware of. Um, and she also shared tons of information about enhancements and things that can really help a woman, um, you know, when it comes to arousal, libido, orgasm, you know, all these different parts of sex. And we can talk about the sexual response cycle. Um, I learned about that um, as well that night. And I just learned all of these really incredible pieces of information um, that are not being taught to women. You know, I think the, the field of sex in general is largely geared towards men. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah. And I think, that, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say that I, I think it comes down to what we were kind of talking about before we hit the record button is like how much of it is that we don't understand, you know, how much of it is that we don't understand about our bodies. Yes. And, and I think that's what holds us back. It, I think that um, we're, we're almost like on a surface level. Like, so it's funny that you said, you know, like men, their body part, you know, their but yeah, their sexual organ or whatever that's called. I don't know. Is that, what do you call it? A sexual organ? Um, <laughs> like they are external, like, so they can yeah. understand it better. Whereas our, ours is not external. It's internal. So I love that. So like in a metaphorically or analogy, it's like, if we only know what is seen and we don't get to, to understand what is not seen, we can, we limit the capacity of, we can enjoy, enjoy sure. sex. Right. Sure. So I love that both in like, like using it metaphorically. So it's really comes down to what you don't know again. So yeah. And you were going to, you were starting to say something else. Yeah. So, you know, there are so like I said, there are so many sides of it, but kind of some of the most important things that I would say that I think many, many women don't understand that can create challenges and obstacles in the bedrooms. So the world, you know, society continues to perpetuate the idea that penetration is kind of the end all be all for men and a woman. Um, and while that may be true for men, for most men, um, that's kind of their primary source of pleasure. It is not true for most women. And so I think a lot of us, when we become sexually active, um, you know, penetration is kind of where it's at. And that's sort of what we spend the majority of our time engaging in. And for many of us women, that is not leading um, maybe necessarily to like ultimate pleasure. Um, it may feel good to some, it may be uncomfortable or even painful for others. And I think as women, you know, we're preached at and that that's what it's all about. And so I think that causes a lot of confusion for many women. Um, you know, 80 to 90% of women 
need some sort of, you know, direct clitoral stimulation in order to achieve orgasm. Many women are not reaching orgasm through penetration. Um, and so I think that was one thing that I, you know, at that party, um, I, I kind of understood this to be true, but she shared statistics and information um, that really helped me to understand that, you know, a lot of women were struggling with sexual function. A lot of women were not necessarily having regular orgasms. Actually, quite a few women have never even had orgasm, uh, orgasms before. Um, and so it kind of brought to light the reality um, of, you know, women's sexual health and wellness. And again, it's an, a topic that's often swept under the rug. Nobody really wants to talk about it because I think a lot of us women feel like it's taboo and we shouldn't be discussing it. Um, but I happen to feel like, like I've said, knowledge is power. And so my message is all about kind of getting, getting that information out to people, helping them to understand that there's absolutely nothing wrong with you. If you are a woman, if you have a vulva, if you have a vagina um, and you are not experiencing pleasure with penetration or reaching orgasm regularly, um, you are not alone in your struggles. You are not broken. There is absolutely nothing wrong with you. There are so many other avenues of pleasure. And I guess my goal is to kind of help women understand that and find what they need for their specific bodies um, to kind of reach that pleasure point. I love that. Okay. So here's my next question. Okay. So what about the women who have had, who've had orgasms and they know how to get orgasms and how, and may, but I, but then they know that there's other ways to have maybe multiple orgasms. I don't know if that's something that you guys talk about, yeah. or what about the woman who, um, is like, I know that I've had orgasms and I can, you know, and I've, I've enjoyed sex, but I'm just never in the mood. I'm just, uh, you know, my husband wants it way more than I do. Um, and then they start to accept that that's just all women. And that that's just how you're created that men, men want sex more than women do. Is that a, is that a myth? So, I mean, research is conflicting because I've read a ton of reports and studies that suggest that, um, men in general have higher sex drive, but then I've also, you know, read studies that suggest the opposite that women can and do actually sometimes have equal, if not more higher sex drives, everybody's body is unique and different, but I will say this, I think one of the most common problems faced by couples is mismatched libidos. So within every relationship, there is usually one higher libido partner and usually one lower libido partner. Um, and it's not always the man is higher libido and the woman is lower libido. I have several friends where it's the reverse and they have, you know, the woman has the higher libido in the relationship and the man has the lower libido. Um, I, I think that it really could go either way, um, but it is a, a, a big problem. So you're saying, you know, if there are women who are like, what happened to my libido? What do I do if my sex drive is low? Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, I, I get messages daily from women, exactly like you've just said, they're like, Hey, you know, I've been married for so-and-so amount of years, or I'm in this relationship and, um, you know, things maybe started off great, but now my libido is waning. It's decreased. My desire has kind of gone away. Um, and to these women, I, I always, you know, kind of reassure them by letting them know that they're not alone. Um, this is, you know, quite common. Um, it's definitely probably something that I help women with most often is trying to figure out, um, what's specifically is going on with their bodies? Why has the libido, you know, dropped so low and what are some solutions to it? Right. Um, and so, you know, each, each woman is completely different. So, uh, we have a lot going on in our bodies. 
um, a lot going on, you know, in our, our lives, in our, in our environment. And I will also say that, you know, the mind is, is a, is a large contributing factor in this game. Um, I think, you know, I have I talked maybe a little bit before we hit record uh, just about how, you know, sex is largely a mind game as well. There are layers to it, right? There is like a mental and emotional side to it. Um, and so, you know, my goal at that point when, when somebody is struggling with libido is to really kind of try to hone in on what's going on for them personally um, that could be affecting their libido. And so, uh, you know, I, I can kind of go over some of the main things that I generally see. So, um, you know, past trauma can be a huge mental block um, for enjoying, you know, sexual pleasure and for kind of, um, you know, opening up there and being able to kind of engage. Um, prescription medications play a huge role in, in the drop of libido. And for so many women, you know, we're all taking prescription medications. A, a lot of us are, um, you know, eating processed foods, excessive alcohol. Um, these are all things that can affect your libido. And so um, kind of my, my goal as, a, as an intimacy coach is to kind of, like I said, zero in on what's going on specifically for the different women that I work with um, and then helping them kind of find solutions to overcome that. And here's the thing, there is always hope. You can always bring that libido back up again. You can always improve things. Um, some of the solutions are quite simple, you know, vitamins, um, kind of taking better care of your physical health, some things of that nature. And, and some of the, the ways to overcome that are a little bit more involved, um, especially if, you know, there's relationship strain or, or, or past trauma, things of those nature, healing is definitely a step in that journey as well. And so um, there are lots of sides to it um, that awesome. I see. Yeah. yeah, no, I totally, totally resonate with everything that you're saying. And I definitely, my own little mini testimonies, I can say that I, uh, you know, I, obviously I was married, I was divorced, everyone who uh, follows me and um, our subscribers to the podcast, they know my history, my past, and that yeah. I've been through a marriage, I got married in my 20s, and then divorced in my 30s, and, um, you know, found, I just recently got remarried, and one of the areas that I really know that my personal transformation occurred is in in the area of sex. And I'm not to say like, not to go on to my personal story about my previous sex life, because I'm not going to do that. But um, <laughs> I definitely was once someone that didn't think that there was a problem, you know, like that, like, right. I was like, no, sex was sex was the thing. Like, it wasn't like it wasn't happening, you know, and, um, and so I just thought like, I was good, you know, but yeah. it wasn't until I learned and educated about certain things of how sex could really change, because it's about two people. You know, it's not just a solo thing. And I think there's this um, aspect of where like sex can be very individualized. I, I don't know if that's the right word for it, where it's like a like, yes, it's individual when in the sense of like everybody's different. Everybody's traumas is different. But when you bring two people together into oneness, um, yes. uh, it is essential to to merge to these two people in, in an understanding um that can elevate that and not just be like, I'm just in this for me, my pleasure. And right. you're just in it for you and your pleasure. And I think that that is where if two people are not working um, sure. and how to bring that oneness in sex, yeah, then there could be a lot of miscommunication, right? Yes. And one of the things that my husband and I um, learned is kind of like the five love languages, but for sex. And it's like the erotic blueprint. And I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but like, love it. I love the sure. book. 
five love languages. And it was definitely a non-negotiable for my, when I was dating my husband, I was like, yeah. you got to read this book. Like it, we, we have to know our love languages. Right. And I oh, think great. like that book has become very popular over the last, yeah. you know, decade and so on. And like almost everybody I know, like if they're married, they've read the book, but I yeah. definitely think that one, you know, another area besides love languages is like the sex language and the erotic blueprint of your spouse. So like just how your love language is important to know in your spouse and yourself and your spouse knows your love language and you know his love language and how he feels loved. Knowing your spouse's erotic language and like how they feel aroused and how, what does it for them and what doesn't do it. And like, and how all the parts of their past and their traumas play into that and understanding them will allow you to create a space for your spouse. And then your spouse will be able to create that space. And then you can kind of blend those two together in understanding. And I think that's where sex also plays a part where like most of the world isn't talking about the erotic blueprints. Like before Gary Chapman, I think it's Gary Chapman who wrote the book, Five Love Languages. Uh, like before people knew about the love languages, they weren't able to learn about their love language. Right. <laughs> like, um, like they, he brought that science into, into the, the world, I guess you could say. And so I love what you're doing because you are bringing the sex topic into play so that two people, when they do get together, like if you individual, you understand yourself, what you need and you communicate that with your spouse and then he communicates with you, you that openness and understanding I think is what elevated my, um, my, I guess you could say my sex life, you know, and how different it is in this marriage than the last, you know? Um, and I love, and I love it. And I, and it's one of those things where like once I experienced it and I'm like, Oh, you may think that you're good and you may, you know, or you may think that, or you might find yourself frustrated or you're my, you may be just like, okay, but you want it to be like, amazing then this is definitely the area that you want to dive into so everybody you gotta you gotta go check her out you gotta check her content out work with someone if this is some like work with a coach too right like if this is an area where you really want to um create more of a thriving uh sex life than just like yeah it's there but it's not the right. best. and um, i love that you bring up um you know the the focus of communication i think that's like a really big uh a really big element of it, mm-hmm. you know, good sexual connection is not based on assumption. Like you just said, it is based on communication. And I think this is also where a lot of couples struggle is finding healthy ways to communicate. Um, and so I love that you brought up the love languages. That is definitely something that I'm super passionate about sharing with other people, because I think a lot of us spend time and energy trying to show love and, and, and connect with our partners. Um, and if we're not sharing or showing love in the way that our partners feel loved, then Mm -hmm. we're missing the mark. And that can lead to a lot of frustrations um, and resentment and, you know, all of these, these challenges and obstacles. And so, um, yeah, I think you definitely hit it on the head, being able to have a partner who can listen and seek to understand um, it really can make all the difference. I mean, tons of studies show that couples who actually talk about sex have better sex, the end. Um, wow. I love that. Yes. So, so many studies that, you know, that support that research. And, um, and I think for, for a lot of women, it's hard to start the conversation. It's hard to engage in the conversation. I think so many women stay quiet in the bedroom because they want to support and reinforce their partner. They don't want to hurt their feelings. They're, they're afraid that maybe they'll say or do something that would offend their partner or cause their partner, um, you know, to, 
to, to feel like maybe they're not doing their best or they're not doing a good job. Um, that's why so many women fake orgasm. I mean, that's a whole other topic for another day. Um, but you know, it's, it's happening a lot. And so good, healthy communication really, really is, is a great place to start if you're wanting to improve yeah. the connection. Oh my gosh. Yes. And of course this is, you know, we're talking about sex so we're going to take, you know, we're going to stay in the topic of sex, but I I think you and I both know that it does get deeper um, with insecurities and traumas as we keep using the word trauma, but like, you know, a man who is insecure, that's also going to play a part right in the, in the bed and a woman who's insecure is going to play a part in the bed. And I think it's interesting how you just literally said something that I, or brought up something that me and my husband just had this conversation just at the marriage conference is I said, sometimes I don't know if you're doing something because you like it or if you think I like it. So I just don't say anything, but I don't like it. But I don't know if because you're doing it for me or if you're doing it for yourself. <laughs> and, I'm like, and I'm like, so I don't see anything. But it's like, sometimes I'm not liking something. But I'm like, but if he's doing it for him, then it's okay. Like, it was just this funny conversation where like, when is it okay for me to be like, hey, wait, 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 wait. I don't really like that. But if you need it, then we're good. But like, so if you funny. think that you like, I'm like, if you think I need it, like, I need you to know that I don't need that. Like, it's sure. such a funny thing. So like, that just brings up it. a good point that you said, like the, the couples who are talking about sex are having better sex because they're telling each other like what they like and what they don't. And like, and getting over the fact that like, maybe I'm going to hurt his feelings, but like, just ask him, you know, like, so I literally asked him, I'm like, Hey, I got to ask you this. Like, I don't know if you were doing it because you think I like it, but I got to tell you, I don't like it. <laughs> like, yes. it was such a funny, I mean, we weren't laughing, but it, I mean, it was, no. we were kind of laughing, but not, but like, it was like a great, like, obviously we were at the marriage conference. So it created that space to have that conversation, but like, that is, that was so important because then I found out that it was one of those situations where like I'm glad I said something because now we fixed it you know and like god forbid it would have been like this whole vicious cycle of like well I'm not gonna say anything because I just don't want to hurt his feelings and then like and then the the poor guy's thinking that I want it when I don't want it you know agreed that's the thing too is it's like yeah so many women who are are seeking to reinforce their partners in the bedroom um and because they don't want to hurt their feelings and they end up reinforcing behaviors that bring them no pleasure and so now their man is learning and being taught to do things that aren't working for her and this can really be a recipe for disaster um and so yeah I fully support having those conversations even if they're hard I actually have um there is this uh resource that I recommend to lots and lots of couples it's the it's a deck of cards and it's called the intimacy deck and it's made by it's made by best self that is the company that creates these cards. Um, and they're basically uh, cards with questions and conversation starters, discussions. And I absolutely love them because they they get into all sides of relationships, intimacy, and sex. And it helps to kind of start the conversation. Um, so if you're someone who's like, I don't know how to bring this up with my husband, I may be feeling embarrassed. Um, you know, that is a really, really great resource. It's super fun. Like generally, um, you know, after my husband and I've been intimate and we're like having some alone time, we pull that deck of cars out. We go through five or six or seven of them and we have some fantastic conversations. Um, that kind of, you know, helps us to bring some of those things, like you've just said, where you're like, I'm not sure, you're not sure. <laughs> yeah. uh, it helps to bring those 
things to light. It helps you talk about some of the specifics in the bedroom. One of my I favorite. Love that. Yeah, they're great. So intimacy deck, if you will pass on the link, I will put that yes. in the link in yes. the in the show notes as well with all of your other links. That's awesome. Cause me and my husband, when we first started dating, we actually are, I think it was our second date. We had one of those dating deck of cards where it was like all these like kind of really hard questions to get to know somebody. So we're a deck person. Like we've had multiple conversation decks and even like a trivia decks. We love stuff like that. So this is up my alley. This is stuff that we love to do. And um, when we were just at the marriage conference they had like this little date to remember packet and uh and of course it was like a list of questions to ask at date night so we love stuff like that and I highly encourage people to do that because I think that some of the things that Miko and I started doing in our foundationally like while we were dating um, are the reasons why I truly believe that we're going to have a thriving marriage is because we really started to place these like bricks down of like open communication and date, you know, just prioritizing certain aspects of our marriage before we were even committed, you know, like, and so I love the decks, the deck of cards and the questions, because one thing, like we just talked about, like people, you know, if you're not talking about sex, you're not going to enjoy sex with each other, right? So communication is the key is to just understand one one another and having those hard conversations and going back to the sex talk, because this is what we're doing, talking about sex, is that um, if you're not having the, if you don't know why your spouse might be doing something and, you know, when it, in the bed and then you know <laughs> during during your uh you know sessions yes. and you you're almost gonna look and and like let's say they are doing something that you don't enjoy and or it's like oh here we go like it's like you look at it as like almost like a work or a job or something like sure. that which I feel like sometimes like there's aspects of sex for women that are like this is a chore here we go gotta go yes. perform That's you know great. and like and and like what if like 90% of what you think you have to do he doesn't even need you to do it. You know what I mean? Like how liberating sure. would that be to just like ask, like, Hey, do you like, am I doing this right? Or like, do, or like, how did we get here where we think that this is the things that we need to do, you know? And I've had those conversations with Miko of like, Hey, I'm good with this, but like really 90% of the time, this is all I need. And he's like, Oh really? And I'm like, yeah. And I'm good. And he's like, and you're good with that. I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, it's like, <laughs> don't like, then like, and then it's not like, you know, then you don't have to look at sex that it has to be that, that like the same thing, or like, I have to do it this way. And if there's aspects of that, that are, like you don't enjoy, or that like, you don't need, like, for example, like some women, some men think that like, every, you know, like, a lot of women need a lot of things, you know, to like get in the mood or whatever, you know, like if you don't, this goes back to like understanding your erotic like blueprint too. It's like, if you don't understand really what turns you on, your husband's not going to know and he's going to try all sorts of things. He's going to waste a lot of time, you know? He's not a mind reader. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And sometimes your husband is also good with just like certain things and like, and it's okay. And it doesn't have to be how sex is every single time. Um, yeah. But they do say that, like, you know, if, um, like, sometimes you have sex once, you, like, it creates the mood again. Like, you know, like, I know I've been there where it's like, if you go too long without sex, you almost start to get used to it and, like, thinking, like, yeah, I don't really need to have sex. But then, like, then you have sex and you're like, you, it ignites the mood. So then, like, yes. frequency actually helps longevity. I don't know if that is. Agreed. The, 100%. Right? Yes. The science yeah. supports that. The more sex you have, the more sex you want to have. Absolutely. Right. And yes. so then if you could get to a place together as a couple where like, how can we create the frequency without the need to like have this like 
that every time we have sex has to be like, you know, this like long thing or whatever. It's like, maybe we just need to have sex. Like, even if it's a quickie, like, hey, I can do a quickie, oh, you know? Like, yes, embrace the quickie, embrace the quickie. <laughs> embrace the, exactly. And I think like more, some husbands would love to even know that like, hey, are you okay with like quickies too? Like, yeah. be surprised how some women are like, yeah, it's actually, it helps me because I got like 50 million things I got to get to on my to-do list. <laughs> oh, true. We don't always need the candles and the dinner and the satin sheets. I mean, those things right. are nice. Love those things. But sometimes, absolutely, we don't have to, you know, put so much into it. I totally love where you're going. It's, yeah, I, 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 yeah. it's agree with Well, you have shared so much. I I know you have more to share. So I want to use this time to kind of like you, uh, you know, share any other awesome tips, suggestions, and then let's end with like how people can work with you or what are some resources that if they love anything that they're hearing today that they can connect with. Um, So kind of like, you know, summarize for us, share with us any other really awesome tips and advice that you can. um, And, and we'll, we'll have to have a, you know, part two. Uh, on this because I just love this topic. <laughs> so much. You're, you're my favorite. Um, okay. So like one of my favorite quotes that like really continues to drive me is it says here, sex is one of the only areas of our lives where we expect and feel expected to be an expert without sufficient teaching, learning, or trial and error. Um, that quote has just like rocked my world so many times because I think, you know, you and I have discussed it throughout this podcast. So many of us feel like, or we expect our partners to know what we like, and we expect of ourselves that we should just kind of know what to do, what works, what's going to to play out. Um, But the truth of the matter is that so many of us don't really correctly understand, or or we're not able to really fully understand our bodies, um, the the capabilities of our bodies, um, or how to connect best with our partner. And so I think think it just comes down to, um, you know, continuing to educate yourself, continuing to, uh, to learn and find truth um, and acknowledging that sex is about trial and error. It's not always going to be perfect every time. And that's where the communication component really, really kind of comes into play. Um, and so one of the other things that I do help kind of women with is um, especially more conservative, like, you know, Christian women who are maybe experiencing shame associated with sex, maybe, you know, they've grown up with kind of that fear-based instruction um, is I really can kind of seek to and, and, um, and help people to learn how to, um, you know, acknowledge their thoughts, their opinions, and their attitudes about sex. Um, where do those things originate? Um, you know, what are the contributing factors behind the way that you think about sex? Because sex is largely a mind game. And so being able to kind of um, figure out how to, activate your brain in a positive way. I'm all about positivity, sex positivity, body positivity, um, because those things are all tied into healthy, you know, sexual connection, healthy sexual energy. Um, And so um, I'm just so grateful that you had me here today. I'm so excited, like I said, to meet like-minded women um, and to create a space, a safe space um, for women to ask questions, to discuss, to explore, to learn. Um, I'm here to give women, all women permission to do that. Um, to, to more fully seek and find pleasure in their own lives and in their own relationships. And so um, super grateful that I've gotten a chance to come and chat with you today. Thank you so much for having me. Um, and I'm totally happy to come back anytime. <laughs> yes, I would love to have you back on. So are there any like programs that you have going yeah. on right now? Do you do one-on-one coaching? Like obviously I'll put your website and details and links, but like, is there anything that you have ongoing right now that people can sign up yes. for? Yes, absolutely. Okay. So, um, I have a shop which has all kinds of really great, like 
you know, sexual wellness enhancements, lubricants, laundry, um, arousal creams, supplements like libido enhancing supplements. I've got a whole shop. Um, I'll post the link to my TikTok account. I've got my stand shop. It's linked in there. Um, I am currently in uh, creating a couple of free courses that I'm going to be offering women to help with libido, to help with orgasm, um, to really kind of help with just some of those challenges that many, many women are facing. I've got some courses that are almost finished. They're kind of in the tweaking mode right now. Those are in the stand shop. You can kind of see them. They're not, you can't click on them just yet, but they're, they're coming soon. And then yes, I do offer coaching and consultation. All of that can be accessed in my stand shop. If you, if you find me on TikTok, Perfect. so we'll make sure to drop those links. But yeah, love helping. Um, even if it's just a quick conversation, I'm happy to like reach out, connect with people and help in whatever way I can. I love it. I love it. And all I'm, I'm going to assume it's all ages of women. It doesn't matter how, where they are, because yes. I, I think this is, you know, it doesn't matter what to me, age is nothing but a number. So yes, it's absolutely. like, yeah. I love that. And yes. oh my goodness, I was just going to, I just like had another question and then just had a little brain fart moment and I lost oh, the question. <laughs> but anyways, either way, I will link everything in the show notes. I'm super grateful for having you on here. Oh, I know what I was going to say. Your the pure romance. Is that what you are that uh, have your shop? Like your shop is through yes. the pure romance and yes. the, the, primarily, yeah, primarily all the products that I'm promoting at present are through, through pure romance, but I'm super excited. I'm actually kind of in, in talks, um, with a couple of other companies that also carry, you know, women's sexual health products. Um, and so I'm super excited in the next few weeks to be kind of launching and connecting and, um, promoting some other things as well. So primarily at present, yes, it's going to be pure romance products. Um, pure but, romance. I love it. Okay. Cause I want to check it out myself. I've never yeah. really, I kind of like here and there I've heard of it, but I've, I don't, I've okay. never had any products from them or attended oh. any like parties so, from it. Like, yeah, yeah. women's excited. health research organization created by women for women to promote sensuality and sexuality. Yes, it's such a great company. I'm I'm super excited to be a part of I it. I love it. And I have a lot of women of like 99.9% of my listeners here on the podcast subscribers are are, are, are women. Um, yes. And many of them are, you know, either stay at home moms or they yes. have a little business of their own. Is Pure Romance something that like it's an affiliate type program where they can actually become a part of it too? I yes. don't know a lot Correct. about it. Okay. Yeah, so. absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go, ladies. Maybe the best way to like, you know, get that sex life going is to, you know, start affiliating with company and also bring in some money. Right. That's, yes. I, I love that. I come from Absolutely. a direct sales and network marketing background and that's what changed yep. my life and brought me into leadership and coaching. Um, it's best thing. I always highly recommend women to, uh, to, yes. to get involved in companies like that. And right now, I think like, I think the statistic says that like, the average American family needs to make an extra, like what, $500 or more a month to just have oh, the same yeah. lifestyle they had last year. So, yes, yeah, yeah, so extra income yeah. right there through a sex journey, right? What, that's Agreed. The <laughs> Agreed. I started it just because I was so passionate about it, but it actually has become such a, a blessing for me and my family. I've really been able to, to make a substantial income and support my family. So Maybe. I, I love doing it. It's maybe it's we'll fun. need a, maybe we'll need to start a little fun marketing campaign called get paid with sex, you know? Yes, <laughs> I love that. Oh my gosh. Could be misinterpreted by some, but for those Yeah, yeah but there we know, go. Yeah. It's the hook, hook line and sick. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> well, see, on my head my brain is spinning already. All the collaboration ideas. We're going to get we're going to get <laughs> I All right, well Again, thank you so much, Bridget, for being on here. I definitely think that this is going to have to be like 
a part two because I know this is going to be like the the most listened to and downloaded podcast episode on Fueled by Gratitude. But um, so super grateful for you to be that person for me. And I learned so much and I look forward to keep watching your content and all the amazing things that you're doing. I I have gratitude to you for you and I am wishing you so much success. And I know it's headed your way. I know it is. And um, I'm going to enjoy watching this journey of yours as you explode and change so many people's lives in this arena that you are choosing to uh, be an advocate for. Thank you. Thank you so much. You're honestly the sweetest. And likewise. Uh Likewise. Thanks. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Fueled by Gratitude. It is my honor and pleasure to give you a weekly dose of some positivity, uplifting words, and some mindset and lifestyle principles that you can use to transform into your best version. If you loved what you heard today, please share this episode with your friends and make sure to check out my woman mindset group called Mad Women. Link in the comments in the show notes. Thanks again for tuning in and I'll catch you next time on another episode.